This week on the podcast, it's Justice Boys. Mendaji revisits Back for Blood. Minecraft says no to NFTs, and people are mad at Darkest Dungeon. And we're going to tell you why. All of that and more in this week's episode of Next to Nothing. Roll the intro. You know, I think, I think the best scatting that we need to do is the da 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 ba da ba 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 You know, the TikTok uh, goof em up song? Yeah, like old school crazer ringtone. <laughs> I'm trying my best right now, so uh, bear it's with okay. me here. It's not, it's not your fault. Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I'm your host, Danny K. With me, as always, the wonderful, the beautiful, and the producer, Mr. Green Elite Green. How are you doing today? Um, I'm doing pretty good. I, I kind of vibing and thriving. Uh, I know we're, we, I don't know if you want to explain it or not, but uh, trying my hands at producing and and running the show. So we're doing we're doing well. Yeah, uh, my ISP is fucking me again, and so Green uh, is uh, trying to run the show from his computer. Uh, and we didn't uh, have it fully set up, but yeah, and it's it's kind of weird because like uh, usually Danny runs it, and like so like I have to pick up on the cues of when to press the buttons, and also have to remember to like mute and unmute, which is uh clearly I've messed up. So yeah, yeah. So that'll be that'll be fun, guys. Let them know all the jank that you see in the YouTube comments just all the jank anyways we're i'm also already seeing jank right now as i look at it on big screen like there's a few little mm. things that are off that i will yep. fix in the future for when we have to do this again so do you want to do you want to know um a pro tip what's that studio mode you can make changes in studio mode without affecting what's happening in the stream Ooh. and then when you hit transition button it'll uh it'll make the fixes for you well, We're also fancy. joined by the spooky and the ukulele, the Mendachi. Mendachi, how are you doing today? Man, I, okay. Listen, I I am I am both spooky and ukulele today. I am I I am running on like four and a half hours of sleep, and that's been my average for two weeks. I got a lot of spinning plates right now. I'm trying to go back to school because I'm dumb. And I need to not be dumb anymore. And uh, I've been playing a lot of zombie game. And, uh, you know, we're just out here kind of getting through Being it. Being zombie? <laughs> yeah, man. I can't <laughs> wait to get domed. <laughs> um, you have to say kudos for, like, being willing to going like go back to school and, and pushing for, like, a better lifestyle. Yeah, uh, because that, that that takes a lot of strength. Like I did, I I waited like three years before I went back to school. Well, actually, it was more than that. It was it had to have been like five, at least. Mm -hmm. And then I took one semester of one class, and I'm like, yeah, nope, I don't want to do college. College sucks. I remember mm -hmm. why I hated high school. <laughs> yeah, I've waited ten years. Uh, I'm not gonna wait anymore. Uh, I I want to help people. I want I want to help myself. So let let that be a lesson to all you youngsters out there. You're never too old to learn. Damn. Words of inspiration from Grandpa Mendachi. Mm -hmm. Anyways, thanks for watching and listening to the show. If you miss any part of the show, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. 
If you want to join us live, you can usually find us on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Time. Uh, and sometimes you can see Jank, like today. Because, you know, that's just what, you know, we, we have to deal with sometimes. We do have a question of the week this week. Green, if you'd be so kind as to move over to it. Uh, our question of the week this week is, what is the F in FDA stand for? What is the, and we want wrong answers only. Of course, this is related to the pink sauce debacle, which if you haven't heard about, you can look it up for yourself. But I have, I have one here. I, ha I have what the F stands for. FUPA. Hmm. It's the FUPA and Drug Association. Why the government decided to throw an acronym inside another acronym, I don't know. But they did. It's the FUPA and Drug Administration. Mandachi, what's the F in FDA stand for? Wrong answers only. F is for fun, the things we do together. D is for dragons. I, I like to roll dice to stab them. A is for assess your mental health and book a therapy session. I'm confused by that, but okay. Green, what does the F in FDA stand for? Wrong answers only. Well, since Mandachi did all three, I'm going to do Frankfurter's Dairy and Applesauce, okay? So, like, it's all three, like, it's hot dogs, Frankfurter's, Dairy and applesauce. Okay. Acronyms. 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 That sounds like a, a really good, like, wholesome, like, lunch, too. Like, hot dogs with some, maybe, like, some cheese and some applesauce on the side, you know? Yeah. Everything's fine. That sounds like a lunch of a, of a seven-year-old. Yeah. I am a do. child at heart, I would okay? Eat that. <laughs> you leave me alone. Um. Also, don't forget to uh, if you answer the question of the week, you'll be automatically entered to win a free game. Uh, next week during the show, this is actually the last week we're going to be doing giveaways. Uh, we do have two winners from last week's game or from last week's uh, comments. Uh, congratulations, Wes Bishman and Blake Otis for winning. Uh, because we didn't have enough qual, we didn't have any qualifying comments. Uh, the week before we're giving away to this week. So congr congrats, Wes and Blake Otis. Don't forget to comment and don't forget the uh, the social media giveaway. Greenlee, what's going on with the social media giveaway? We had 138 uh, entries and I am drawing right now. And one winner will win as it usually happens. Uh... Simon, I think, is a S Z Y M O N. Simon Petrowski. Thank you. Excellent. That's all I got. <laughs> Congratulations, Simon. Congratulations on winning, indeed. So yeah, Green. Next week, if they want to get entered to win, how can they do that? Uh, well, of course, you can go to the YouTube channel and comment on this question of the week, or you can uh, check out Twitter and Facebook um, where we will post the Gleam giveaway um, tonight, actually, once uh, we get everything posted up and ready to go. Hell yeah. Well, let's just get into it then.
Mendachi, you're talking a little bit about a uh, little bit about Back for Blood. Mm-hmm, you you mm-hmm. revisited it. I have some questions for you. Oh, so let's just kind of like let's just start. Yeah. So you, you were playing Back for Blood last weekend or the weekend before? Uh, both actually. Uh, part of the reason why I'm so damn sleepy is because I have shirked many duties uh such as getting a full night's rest in order to play more back for blood yeah it's been that good huh yeah yeah substantially uh better than when it actually launched which is really Mm -hmm. saying something the bar was pretty low yeah so what prompted you to go back to it honestly it's that asshole brent from podcast for two people (laughs) man he was like you uh meaning me and vic uh the three of us usually playing any manner of of co-op games whether that's killing floor two or monster hunter rise uh he's like you guys you guys should really check it out it's a it's a lot better now and it was on game pass and game pass is a freaking dollar so i was like yeah i'll try it again for a dollar and I can't seem to put it down. And every time I'm on my computer, I can see, you know, like my steam notification. And it's just like cyber Brent is playing back for blood. Like, yeah, imagine. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Couldn't no, be him. Yeah. Um, so you, you mentioned it's substantially better than at launch. What is actually different in the game right now? Okay. Yeah, so if anyone's new to the conversation, Back for Blood is a first-person shooter set in a zombie apocalypse, and it's developed by some of the folks that made Left 4 Dead. Uh, they're over at Turtle Rock Studios. Um, I had taken a massively long break after uh, it initially came out, and I put a few weeks into it. Um, it's not perfect right now, but it is way more welcoming, especially if you're new. Uh, it's semi-forgiving these days, and it's definitely more friendly to parties of less than four people. Which before, it was like the AI might as well just stand there in a corner shooting the wall and getting eaten alive. Um, the AI has definitely improved, and the AI of your zombies, your hordes, your mutations, so on and so forth, that's definitely a lot better it has had a great number of updates to its gameplay such as new cards which you build uh, a player deck and it might be something like hey your sprint is uh, your sprint speed is increased by eight percent you have more stamina and you regenerate more stamina and here's some extra health you know like so like there's some cards that don't do much and then there's some cards that do more and you can pick 15 of them, build a deck, and essentially it's kind of like building a class in any RPG. So they've added a ton of those cards. Um, they've kind of allowed uh, different cards to build other uh, optimized ways to play. And they've also added things called burn cards, which are single-use cards that either affect your upcoming mission or perhaps the entire chapter that you're playing through. Um, they're pretty substantial boosts that you get from these burn cards. And while you still have to spend in-game currency to purchase them alongside grabbing new permanent cards for, you know, your actual play decks and aesthetics that you want, the pricing for them is pretty agreeable. So you usually have some sort of money left over to buy these burn cards. And then, you know, they're not always applicable for, uh, 
you know, your current mission. And then everybody in your party can use a burn card. Um, so if you have extras, if Brent were to say have one that just increased everyone's bullet damage, and I had that one, if he used it, it affects everybody. And then I could then use it for the next mission if I wanted to. So uh, having a full party, there's obviously still a lot more strengths that come from that rather than just playing offline, which they also added. So now you could play a offline single player play through the whole story though i would highly recommend not going over your base difficulty because you will get absolutely destroyed um speaking of in-game currency the game has maintained its promise not to use microtransactions to get you looking fresh or overpowered everything in the game is to be unlocked through gameplay which is refreshing but sometimes i don't mind a costume pack here and there because I just like I just like looking neat. That's all. Um, we got a release of their first DLC, which is Tunnels of Terror. Uh, it brought in some huge content ads. There's two new characters or cleaners, as they call them. You got Hang and Sharice. They're super cool. They have great skills to add to literally any party makeup, and they're just as unique as any other character on the roster. Uh, every character has their own unique skill set. Uh, it's not like something like, oh, this person's overpowered. It might make them a little bit more optimal to use for a certain build. Like Doc, believe it or not, probably a pretty dang good medic for the whole group. Um, but you don't necessarily need to run a healing deck with Doc. You could do anything else as well. Uh, so other than those characters, they also added uh, the Tunnels of Terror. Like, the meaning behind its namesake uh, are the quote-unquote hidden levels that can be found in many of the missions. These are called Ridden Hives. These are basically painful endurance missions that beckon you into new fleshy hellscapes with the promise of amazing loot and even more upgrades to your character for your current run. These are really fucking fun. But, like, they get really hairy sometimes. That's often part of what makes it fun, though. Alongside the new characters and essentially new levels added to the already extensive story missions, there's, of course, new varieties added to the mutations that you face. When I say mutations, I mean things like the smoker, the jockey, the boomer, you know, the things that we recognize as, like, the special undead. So we still have those same uh, special undead, but they've added variants to them, like giving them corrosive. So if you uh, kill them, they'll explode into acid or they'll just explode. Some of them are armored. Some of them are ferocious, which means that they are faster. They hit harder. Uh, and they typically look like um, a very angry porcupine. There's probably a couple more that I'm not remembering, but... Each variant adds to the level of pain you're likely going to face in your time in each level. Uh, there's been a lot of balancing as well. So when you start your campaign run, you now start with your entire deck that you made instead of having to pick a card every time you go through a mission, uh, which makes your build feel more cohesive from the get-go. But on the downside, there's very few new weapons to choose from. These new guns you only find in Ridden Hives, so you have to be willing to go and potentially get roasted 
uh, to go in there and, and find those. But they rule. Like, they absolutely kick ass. Many of them function more like the wilder guns that you would find or expect to find in, like, a Borderlands game. There's a shotgun called Damnation that has piercing rounds and sets everything on fire. Uh, there's Handgun, uh, the Embezzler, I believe it's called. And when you kill zombies, I believe with headshots, you get money for your group. Pretty sick, but you can't add any attachments to them. Other than those, there's no new weapons. There's no new uh, add-ons for these weapons, other than I think that they made some legendary add-ons, like maybe you now have armor-piercing rounds and it's, you know, a, a faster reload time. Something like that. Uh, but otherwise, there's a couple underwhelming notes that I feel are, like, semi-important to add, uh, is that we often had ping issues that made things pretty craptacular at times, uh, to the point at which we were like, all right, okay, for real, like, we're quitting out of this mission, we're gonna redo this mission, or, like, after we power through it, we're gonna quit back, uh, to the main hub or like go back to like the home screen and just full reset. Cause like we would hit a zombie, they would continue to run and then they would stumble back and then they'd run again. Like it was, it was wild. It was almost it was not quite rubber banding. It was like the server realized that you shot your gun. The server realized that the zombie uh, was running at you and then it got hit and it stumbled and now it's running again. Yeah, it was really bad. Uh, so you'd often end up like, or fire. Fire would like persist. And it would just like chunk away your health uh, to like a really weird degree. It would last way longer than it usually would, anything like that. Uh, pretty strange. And there is apparently a new DLC coming out in August, but details are really quiet right now. Those are like the major changes to the game. Um, Overall, it's a lot more fun, easier to pick up and play. Uh, you don't necessarily, quote unquote, like get killed by bullshit most of the time or just get really unlucky, which it felt like when this game launched, you could get your entire campaign run just ruined by luck of the draw. Like, oh, well, there's a horde that just never stops coming. Hope you have infinite ammo and infinite health. Sorry about your luck. Like, terrible, terrible stuff. Uh, so a lot of that is gone and done, dealt with, and then re-doing uh, a lot of the AI work, it seems, has really allowed it to feel like a, a more balanced, player-friendly game rather than just, mm -hmm. like, a walk through hell. Yeah. Any... Sorry, was there... <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, no, you're fine. No, that I was actually waiting for you as as far as that goes. Like that's that's the current state of the game. Mm -hmm. It's it's definitely um in a place where I could I would feel good recommending it to folks. Um the DLC that has come out, this Tunnels of Terror, uh the two characters are really fun, though I don't necessarily think that you really need it. Uh, to have a good time. If anyone in your party um, who is actually hosting the game has that DLC, you'll be able to check out the Ridden Hives. You'll be able to 
cash in on what are called skull totem coins and get like sick ass super powerful cards and full costumes for for uh most of the base cast of characters so it's not necessarily needed um i would highly recommend checking it out on game pass though because for a dollar how can you how can you you know turn that down especially for a pretty solid cooperative time with your friends the game's still 59.99 on steam and every other console platform so uh game pass is definitely where it's at no surprise to anybody yeah um yeah so so like the game is in a much better state than it was because it felt like a lot of people were just kind of Blase, maybe underwhelmed with it. So whelmed. Think... Just whelmed, whelmed, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So whelmed a, it... is a good way to put mid. it. I've heard a lot of people say it's just mid. Like yeah. they don't hate it, but they also like don't see any reason to actually come back and want like play the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is it's really confident. too bad. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like it's not it's not here to knock your socks off by any means. I yeah. think that right now it's it's in a really good state. Um, the three of us got to talking quite a bit while we were playing it, and um, it's certainly a much better time. It's it's pulling us back, uh, you know, night after night. We actually like took a break from Monster Hunter, um, and and played through it. And a friend of my channel and I, I know Indy's channel, maybe even your guys' channel, Haunted Mystic, actually joined us for pretty much an entire run through of the campaign over two different sessions. Very, very like long sessions. I think they were like five hours a piece uh, to get through an entire campaign playthrough on Veteran. Uh, and that was fucking fun man it's uh the campaign itself is really long keep in mind that um you want to play in your comfort zone because if you do die often uh if you if your party fails a number of times your campaign run is nixed like you can you can get a game over and lose the progress that you've made in that story progression run. The game is meant to be played through multiple times. And as you get through the game, like if you play through the game once entirely, um, you can choose where you'd like to start. So if you want to do Act 1 or if you want to do Act 3, you can choose where you want to start, uh, which is pretty nice. But yeah, getting through it that first time can be kind of challenging. Uh, but the acts, as well as I believe the chapters, uh, can serve as essentially like bookmarks. Uh, playing through it all in two sittings without losing a single continue was wild, especially on Veteran. Um, it was a stupid amount of fun. It was like playing Left 4 Dead again for the first time, uh, which is which is kind of big. But it is getting there. It is getting there. Yeah. Is there... It, it seems like the game is in, is getting into a better state. Is there anything else that you want to add? Or, or Green, any thoughts or opinions you want to share? I do have a question. Um, my question is, do you think that the general consensus of the gaming community is that 
everyone's tired of zombie games. Uh, Ooh. Like, are we worn out enough to where, like, a lot of people don't want to go to Back for Blood because they've they've seen it before, essentially, in, right. say, Dying Light, Left 4 Dead, et cetera, et cetera. There's Killing millions. Before. Yeah, there's millions mm-hmm. of zombie games, right? Um, Do you think people are just tired of it, and that's, like, the reason why, like, Back for Blood does, doesn't have that oomph anymore? Or do you think it's because the game just wasn't in a great spot when it first came out for sure. That's such a good question, especially to someone like me who will play just about any zombie game I can get my hands on. Um, recently having, uh, fell in love with killing floor two. Uh, that was, that was dominating, uh, a lot of our Friday nights for like a solid two months there, man. Um, and that's like almost as basic as it gets, you know, like every run is going to be relatively the same. You're going to expect the same enemies, uh, same level rotation, get the, get, you know, X amount of dollars or dosh, and then, you know, get your upgrades to your weapons until, you know, you end up with your big fucking gun and, you know, you, you do your run or whatever. Um, I would say that a lot of these games are, different enough and there are zombie games across multiple uh genres from survival horror to like horde shooters to something like this which is not quite a horde shooter uh it's also not really like a survival horror game you know it's a cooperative shooter for sure and there happen to be zombies as the enemies but if we put new skins on them and, you know, like we made them orcs and uh, or like undead warriors or rat folks, so on and so forth. Now we're playing Vermintide, you know, and like that's a horde shooter. You know, I, I play so many of these different games. I don't necessarily really ever get sick of them. So maybe I'm just the target audience. Uh, but, you know, obviously Back for Blood is nothing like Resident Evil. As far as zombies go, zombies are always going to be in the uh, back of everyone's minds. It's one of those prime horrors that is so universally recognizable by everybody. Um, why true crime now? Uh, yeah, there's there's <laughs> there's not really necessarily, I think, uh, an amount of zombies that can actually uh, stop anyone from enjoying them. Truly, I I do believe that Back for Blood was just in a very terrible state when it came out. Uh, Having played the beta uh, both times that they released the beta, I was so damn amped. You know, me and Brent played that as much as we could. Same thing with Aaron, my fiance, just loves zombies, loves first person shooters, you know, grew up just copious amounts of hours of Love for Dead and Left for Dead 2. And then the game came out and it felt completely different. And we were at a loss. Uh, I even bought the I'm going to I'm going to look like a like a clown for saying this, but I spent one hundred dollars alongside Brent to get early access to this game when it dropped because we were that excited. And. You know, like after the time that I spent with it, I had nothing to show for it other than like. I watched the game bust and fold in on itself constantly. Um, I had a terrible time. Anytime that Aaron and I tried to do a run together, it wasn't like there was no yelling at each other. 
there was no frustration at each other. There was literally just frustration at the game because of the shit that would happen in game, whether that was something completely off map sniping you by barfing at you over the course of like, or over the distance of like half a mile off map, like insane. I watched a character T pose on top of a Humvee um, in the final, like climactic scene of act one uh, as we drove away from a, a mine shaft that we hit with a howitzer cannon, you know, like there's just it was full of goofy, busted, terrible on God, shit. On God, dude, hunted. T posing. It on was God? on God, dude. Like it is so bad. I might actually, I might have actually streamed that. I, I might have to go back through and see if I can clip it. But yeah, no, it was a god awful game, and it barely passed as a game when it came out, I think. Um, and that just, it, it soured a lot of people immediately. I think that it's getting to a pretty good place. I don't know um, what exactly their full plans for like the life of the game are. There's supposed to be three total DLCs. The second one comes out next month. There's basically like no uh, hints as to what it is. People are thinking that there's going to be like a like a Grizzly Adams type character that has like a special ability to lay, lay things like bear traps and shit. But everything is just rumor mill at this point. Yeah. Anything else for Back for Blood? Right now, I recommend it, but grab it on Game Pass if you can, because a buck for that is awesome. And if you feel like you want all the extra stuff, you get that Game Pass discount of 20%. You can grab the DLC if you want to play as Sharice or Hang. I I did uh, I grabbed it for that exact reason, because Sharice uh, can buff your entire party and give everyone armor. And so I'm running a shotgun tank, and she's just a badass firewoman. Um, highly recommend doing that. So, yeah. yeah, if you can, grab it. grab it that way. Best way to enjoy it for next to nothing wank <laughs> he, he said, said it he said he, the said thing. It. <laughs> he went there he he went there uh do you guys want to roll into our next conversation yeah. absolutely minecraft says no to nfts what mojang or mojang i'm not quite sure which it actually is i've always said mojang anyways Dang. i think everyone says uh, mojang yeah, uh, the team behind Minecraft made some waves last week when they made the announcement that NFT integration with the game is something that they would not allow or support. In their words, this is what they said, quote, to ensure that Minecraft players have a safe and inclusive experience, blockchain technologies are not permitted to be integrated inside our client or server applications, nor may Minecraft in-game content such as worlds, skins, persona items, or other mods be utilized by blockchain technology to create scarce digital assets. End quote. The announcement came after there was a noticeable gap of official policy and the existence of unofficial NFT and play-to-earn servers that have left mine the Minecraft community very divided on the issue. But Mojang didn't completely shut the door on NFTs, though, if you are so deeply concerned about it. They said that they would monitor the evolution of blockchain technology to determine whether it will be uh, able to, quote, enable more 
secure experiences or other practical and inclusive applications in the future, end quote. And I'm sure the NFT bros are holding their breath. Mm. They might go blue in the face. Who knows? <laughs> they left the door open three inches. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's cracked. It's, it's cracked. It's there. Uh, yeah. Jesus. Know, or Jesus and, exactly. and Hopper. Jesus and Hopper, brother. I. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might have guessed that uh, the news did piss off at least one group of people, uh, very specifically NFT Worlds, which describes itself as a fully decentralized, customizable community and with a play-to-earn gaming platform where world owners can create their own metaverse games and experiences for players and or exclusive communities. To paraphrase... To, to paraphrase? Mm, french fries mm, fries <laughs> <laughs> to paraphrase and make understandable to the lay person not a pun <laughs> sorry <Hey-o. laughs> who uh whose brain isn't completely destroyed by the internet basically these are servers where you buy plots of land uh, of virtual land for building on using crypto that you earn and or just simply have um yeah NFT Worlds said in their statement that Mojang has, quote, no regard for creators, builders, and players and vowed to make their own game with blackjack and hookers, Um, which I'll be interested to see (laughs) if they can actually achieve without raising the ire of Microsoft and Mojang for copyright infringement. Because if they're going to try to make their own Minecraft, that means they're going to have to have Minecraft elements. And uh, yeah, if it uh you know has a lot of minecraft elements you, you you might be you might be running into some problems there just move to roblox <laughs> you'll be fine stop bitching yeah. go to roblox yeah. it's the same thing same difference yeah go to uh roblox and exploit child labor while making your nfts it sounds perfect to me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and see kim kardashian sex track. tape yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh there was actually news by the way for about um the uh 10 cents involvement in the Chinese version of uh of Roblox uh if you guys uh, want more information go listen to Let's Play. Mm. Um that was uh today's episode by the way. Anyways, my personal opinion and we'll kind of go around the horn here. I think it's perfectly fine for Mojang to ban NFTs. And if people are mad, they can deal. Cope, seethe. It's Mojang and Microsoft's intellectual property. They have the right to assert whatever term, uh, you know, terms and conditions and associations that they want with their product. I honestly have pretty much stopped caring about NFTs. I think uh, anyone who is pushing NFTs too hard, uh, definitely, uh, that's fishy. I but on the uh, flip side, I think if um, you're you're on the side that is like constantly screeching about nfts uh maybe you need to find a new hobby <laughs> there's other there's other things to be mad about i, I don't know i'm just tired of the discourse around it but let, we'll, we'll kind of uh green what do you think i think the only people really getting mad about this are the people who are trying to push nfts in minecraft realms or worlds yeah. and stuff like that like oh my god i can't you know sell this nft to someone some kid who uh, you know wants to look different than everyone else with this platinum skin that's uh, definitely not the same as other ones, you know? Right. 
So you can't so, you can't use that skin. That's my skin. It's my NFT. I own it. I have it's a blockchain. Block <laughs> it's a blockchain. Okay. Yeah. So I don't uh, know. I just think it's I think it's uh odd. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Again, I'm also in the same boat. I've uh, kind of scoffed anytime I've seen any news on NFTs because it's like I don't care. You know, like Mojang has the right to do this. Yeah. So, like, if that's what they want to do, then they they should do it. I I don't care. I almost start. Yeah. Like I hear it, and I just. (laughs) <laughs> like my brain just starts the fucking tune out. I just <sighs> <sighs> okay. Next story. Like, Dachi, how about you? Oh, go ahead, Green. I was gonna say that's uh, that's how I feel. It's just oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Moving on. Yeah, Mendachi, how about you? Uh, I'm just happy to see anything having to do with NFTs that causes anyone to start molding. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite adverbs is molding Balding. yeah like man the crypto market is just crashing you know like that early 2000s housing market like oh man like i, I want to see a, a 2020 redo of like dick and jane but it's about crypt- cryptocurrency. <laughs> like, oh, man. And, and, like, you know, at the end, instead of it saying, like, you know, like, fuck, uh, you know, blah, 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 gas company, you know, mm-hmm. BP or whatever, Exxon, Exxon Mobil, I think it was, right? Who knows? Anyway, it, it, that was, like, 30 years ago. I'm old. Um, you know, just, like, have a, have a bored ape and just... Uh, and list all of the times people were either scammed or their projects failed because they relied on like the uh, castle built on sand that is NFTs and cryptocurrency. I yeah. have, I have no more uh, patience for stories like these. It is nice, however, to to see something like this. Um, and of course, you know, I'm just an arsonist when it comes to this kind of thing. I love to see people just get absolutely fucking mad. The schadenfreude fuels my dark, shallow soul. Yeah. So, yeah, NFT bros are mad. You guys want to know who else is mad? Mm. Darkest dungeon backers. Yeah, they are. (laughs) So, back in October 2020, Mythic Games launched a Kickstarter for the board game version of their gothic rogue-like RPG Darkest Dungeon, which was a pretty immediate success with $5.6 million in funds raised when all was said and done. But unfortunately, Mythic Games is saying that they are now facing a serious shortfall as the pandemic and Russo-Ukrainian conflict has increased material costs by more than 600 percent they've said quote today the shipping costs to get these games to you are 3.1 million dollars which is 1.4 million dollars more than the 1.7 million dollars paid by backers on top of that there was an additional 35 i'm sorry three hundred fifty thousand dollars in manufacturing costs due to the increase in oil and raw materials that's a total of $1.75 million in additional costs 
to be paid to ensure the sustainability of mythic games to deliver our outstanding games and allow our teams to continue to develop games with the passion and commitment or with passion and commitment we have had to make the decision to lo no longer absorb all of the additional costs according to mythic games they and red hook studios which are the original developers of darkest dungeon so mythic is the one making the board game red hook has made dark or er, created darkest dungeon together they will pay for half of the shortfall while placing the remaining 87 or i'm sorry eight hundred seventy-five thousand dollars on backers to cover each backer will be charged for a flat rate based on what they ordered during the kickstarter campaign rather than the place they are located at right so for example, that uh, PC Gamer says is that if someone paid for the core set of the board game, they'll pay an additional $18 to receive their game. Now, I know I just threw like a bunch of numbers, right? Mm -hmm. it, are we, are we uh, understanding here? You got a CPA uh, the... in the house? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we we need a we need a CPA. We need accounts payable up in this bitch to throw like... numbers at you. Here, take this, take this, <laughs> take this. Here, oh, this is a big number right here. Yeah, trust me, I'm, like I'm a, a professional. Fucking... I'm like a finance bro right now. <laughs> Where's Wall Street? I need to go on Wall Street. Anyways, understandably, customers are pissed. <laughs> Quote. We have already paid for shipping, and since then, we have come to an agreement, and now you are daylight robbing us for more money. That's a Kickstarter backer comment. Quote, in every other business I can think of, financial risk is owned by the company providing the product or service. That risk is balanced against potential for financial reward of bringing your product or service to market. Most of the time, this balance works in favor of the company providing the product or service, but sometimes it just doesn't, or it does not. I don't understand why the additional costs should be my problem. Everyone is hurting at the moment. And that is from Redditor Doc Sirius. Um, and if you're kind of curious, well, what does Kickstarter have to say on this? Well, according to Kickstarter, Mythic has to just finish the game. They just have to finish the project. Uh, which they've done. So customers can't get a refund from Kickstarter. And this is what Kickfarters, uh, Kickfarter, Kickstarters, <laughs> sorry. Uh, this is what Kickstarter's FAQ says in terms of like creator obligations. Quote, when you back a project on Kickstarter, you are helping to create something new, not pre-ordering something that already exists. As Kickstarter does not offer refunds, we encourage backers to investigate the project idea first, to vet the creator thoroughly, and to assess the inherent risks of the projects for themselves before making a pledge. End quote. I went last time. Those are the facts as it stands right now. At least as they stood yesterday. I'll kind of go around the horn here. Green, what do you think? I'm going to have to agree with some of the angry customers. Like uh, the uh, if you had already paid the amount of the pledge, that like you selected uh i don't think they should come at you for for more money like i get that there's financial issues like but again as uh 
Doc Syria said, everyone's hurting right now. I mean, there's a food shortage, uh, oil uh, skyrocketing. Um, the only thing that we're really seeing come down is GPUs, which is cool. But anyways, <laughs> like everyone, everyone's hurting. Uh, so like when you made you've made that agreement, and you paid for shipping, and they've said product is this this is the final cost, and product will be shipping out. You just pay, and that's the end of the agreement. And then to come back and ask for more, it just seems a little, a little sketch. Like again, I get it. One point seven million is a ch- a chunk, an absolute chunk. Uh, but like, I don't feel like that should be on on the people who you know already paid for it. Yeah, Mendachi, what do you think? Yeah, man, uh, it's it's rough. A uh, lot of what Green said definitely resonates with me. Uh, $18, not that much, uh, but it's also a lot, you know? Like, that's It's a about... lot for a board game. Yeah, oh, I mean, like, I've got well, a board game downstairs. It's $200 uh, by itself. I, mean, I, I purchased additional. Monopoly. Yeah, additional $18. It's an like additional I've, $18. I paid yeah. $18 for Monopoly one time. Okay. I still play Monopoly. Right? Yeah. I recently actually backed uh, a tabletop game, uh, The Old Gods of Appalachia. And I went with their like fucking top tier $325, I think I threw at them for all the extra stuff. And, uh, but like, you know, huge fan of this, huge fan of everything. And, you know, like that's kind of the same thing with, there's plenty of people that love darkest dungeon. Um, this is a kick in the pants when, you know, like you kickstart something, you're just like, all right, now to roll the dice and hope that the campaign doesn't get totally screwed up by something. Back in 2021, I was actually seeing a lot of stories about people that were kickstarting their tabletop games, whether it was based on a book that they wrote or they just had a cool idea. And they were like, hey, guys, uh, this is so incredibly expensive right now. But that was mainly due to uh, the cargo ship lockup that was like worldwide you know you had like that one very very important channel just flooded with ships and then it cost so much money also to send back empty cargo boxes like it was you know a terrible decision to to even attempt to send them back to where they came from mm-hmm. there were there were a lot of people that were like hey i'm really sorry but like this game isn't going to come out right now so i'm wondering you know why not give them the option you know like or do a poll you know you do a poll hey guys this is what's going on how many of you would be willing to do this versus this and then you know like you need to be upfront. if you want this then you know everyone's going to get charged this and then if you don't want this we will refund you and it's it's messed up too that like you know most things that actually go into making tabletop games is uh oddly enough eastern european obviously asia as well it's it's very strange that you have to outsource so hard just to make a, a tabletop game kind of get put together and of course everyone knows the issues with backing something on kickstarter mighty number no. nine ukulele you know the list is 
a, a massive ancient scrolls length. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it sucks, but it's not out of the ordinary. Uh, sad to sad to see that you know people obviously worked very hard making this tabletop game. They're not out here trying to scam people, um, and they're probably looking at this like, "Yo, uh, if we don't solve this, we're gonna go under and we're gonna have to shutter our doors." So yeah. it's probably scary for everybody. Yeah. By the way, just uh, for reference, anyone who uh, was curious, well, eighteen dollars for the if you're paying for the core set. Um, that the core pledge for the core set was a hundred dollars. So yeah. you're looking at literally eight an eighteen percent increase in the product cost. Yep, that's not insubstantial. So it kind of makes me wonder like what uh people that say like I was just talking about how I dropped three hundred and twenty on on that uh tabletop RPG for old gods of Appalachia. Uh 18% of that, maybe, you know, like, could you see that? Or would it be like something ridiculous, like 30%? Like, hey, I know you already gave us this amount of money, but how about 30 more dollars? And then mm -hmm. we'll give you your thing. It almost kind of feels like your your thing that you bought is being held at ransom, doesn't it? Yeah. Which, yeah, it, it, like this is an incredibly tough situation. Right? Like, I feel bad for both parties, but I think the people I side with in this situation are the customers despite the fact that they took a risk i think there is at least something here that mythic and red hook need to do they need to reevaluate how they are approaching this matter and offer more to their backers who are kind of getting screwed here right because <laughs> i understand that mythic and red hook are on the uh you know on the uh on the table here and they're the ones that but they they could be doing more they could be doing something that is more um cost effective in terms of offers to their customers in order to get the customers to feel like they aren't just getting blanketly screwed here some sort of rebate um that can be used on future products you know something like hey we know right now this fucking sucks. We're going to have to ask you to, um, you know, to, to pay more to get the product that you uh, backed and ordered. Um, here is, you know, uh, a free rebate on some digital assets or something like that. Um, maybe some sort of Darkest Dungeon 2 exclusive skins or content, right? Because Darkest Dungeon 2 is coming out in uh, like a year, I think. If I if, if someone wants to fact check me on that, but something that's like, hey, you know what? We're going to send out in the box. Here are there are going to be some codes. You enter this code into Steam or whatever your shop is, and you're going to get an exclusive set of like cosmetics. Thank you for for backing the board game. We're sorry that you're that we had to, you know, ask you to pay more. Something that can be seen as a good faith gesture. And not simply them passing off the costs entirely on the people who made it possible in the first place. It just like it was like, sorry, you're gonna have to pay more. Deal with it. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of how it feels, and they didn't make any sort of good faith gesture. To be like, we know this sucks. Here's something a little extra that will will hopefully leave you guys feeling a little bit better about this. I. I would like to see that. I would like, uh, unless, you know, 
I don't know. It just feels like they, they could be doing more to make it make better, make it better, make some, some sort of make good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're, you're definitely right on it. I think that uh, in this, the, it, the only difficult thing about it is that I don't think that there is technically a, a solid villain that we can say point no. our fingers at because, you know, it's, out of their hands they're not essentially trying to scam anyone everyone's getting fucked but they definitely need to get things together assess the situation and yeah like do something in good faith uh show that they're the good guys show that they're on the side of the customers because right now like trying to like stick a fork in your customer's side and be like if you don't want this to go between your second and third rib cage right now um you're gonna give me 18 dollars and yep. I'm going to keep that other $100 that you gave me. Clock is ticking. You know, like, yeah. that. that's that's not so good. Yeah, because, you. yeah, for customers, you're screwed either way. You can't get a refund, and then you won't get the product. So there, ha- I yep. feel like, you know, there has to be some sort of good faith, like, thing here. But I think that's kind of just it, though. I, I don't have much else. It It just sucks. It's shitty. This isn't, this isn't uh, a, this isn't, like you said, there's not a villain here. We can't, Mm -hmm. we can't point and say Bobby Kotick, uh, (laughs) you know, is, is the reason this is the way it is. Vladimir Putin. We should do it anyway. Let's do it anyway. (laughs) We're pointing pointing fingers at Vladimir Putin. Fuck Putin. (laughs) Fucking dickhead. This is all your fault. Mm -hmm. You piece of shit. (laughs) Stay out of, stay out of uh, everyone else's country. Stay in your own country, you little shit. <laughs> Borders exist for a reason. Play nice with the people <laughs> on the playground, for fuck's sake. <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah, anything else on, on why people are mad at Darkest Dungeon right now? No. no. I, feel for, I feel for everyone, but man. Yeah. Man. Well, I think that's our show then. I think so. I think so, man. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, before uh, we go around and say what uh, is happening on our individual channels, uh, let's real quick mention that we will be appearing at a live show. We'll be remote, but we'll be appearing a lo- on a live show in Dallas with the WT Report, Sanjay Moore and his team. Uh, so catch us. I believe that'll be 10 p. No, 10.30 p.m. Central Time is when uh, we're supposed to go live with that panel. Uh, like I said, we'll be uh, going there. Uh, well, we'll be remote. We won't be. We'll be there in spirit and uh, virtually. Uh, so check us out there. Uh, Greenly, what's going on with your channel? Well, uh, I wanted to preface with the fact that I raised five hundred dollars for St. Jude's on the twentieth last uh, Wednesday. Uh, big Hell shout out yeah. to everyone for, who donated. Um, if you shit, haven't man. noticed yet in the live or on the YouTube video, uh, my hair is gone. Uh, I have 15 inches and I got like six or so locks uh, ready to send out for wigs for kids. Um, I feel naked. Um, <laughs> this week, other than um, being on that live appearance uh, with the WT report, I'm not sure what my schedule is going to be looking like um, because my fiance is actually going on a travel agency job and I want to spend some time with her before she goes because it's going to be 13 weeks of uh, her being gone and I have to move all her stuff before I can actually go to Seattle um, to hang out with her. 
Um, so yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Well, we will see. I will play it by ear. I'll let you all know. Um, but yeah, catch me twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Elite. Mendaji. Hey. Yeah, uh, this weekend is going to be filled with more co-op games. Uh, yeah, pretty sure that's just like 100% what my channel is now. And we always have a slot for the community. Uh, so I think right now we're playing Back for Blood a lot. So if you've wanted to, remember, that's on Game Pass. You can get Game Pass for a dollar. You could come and hang out with us for a dollar. And I would love to have you. Um, and then otherwise, probably Monster Hunter Rise, Sunbreak, perhaps some Killing Floor. It really just kind of depends on, you know, like what we feel like doing. How gory do we want to get? How deep in the guts do we want to get in something? But yeah, uh, all of that and more over at uh, twitch.tv backslash Mendaci, M-E-N-D-A-C-I-I. And uh, otherwise, hot takes and cakes, baby, over on uh, Twitter at only Mendaci. Love you. Excellent. Uh, coming up on my channel, uh, my schedule this week is uh, tomorrow I will be checking out some uh, Enlisted because I want to see if that game has changed at all, if it is still the same kind of meh, uh, uh, you know, World War II shooter. And then I have Hunt Showdown on uh, Thursday, which they actually have their uh, their new uh, Serpent's Moon event. And I'll probably be playing that a lot off stream. So if anyone like sees me playing and wants to come play, you know, hit me up. Hit me up. Hit me up on Discord. There's also a battle pass coming to Hunt tomorrow. Yeah, we'll we'll probably talk about about some of the updates and stuff like that uh, after we've had some time with it. Um, and then yeah, again, W two report, ten thirty p.m. Central Time. Um, and uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Danny K D A N I E C A E. I'm gonna otherwise be working on a shit ton of stuff. That's me. Can't wait to be inside you virtually, Dallas. Oh, yeah. Mm, That's going to wrap up the show Dallas. this week. <laughs> it's going to wrap up the show this week. Thanks for watching and listening. Your time with us is always appreciated. But of course, we're not just interested in your time and attention. We want to know your thoughts, opinions. What's going up in that noggin of yours? Let us know what you think about all the topics that we talked about today. And if you want to drop a comment, uh, but don't know what to uh, talk about, you can always answer the question of the week, which is wrong answers only. What does the F in FDA stand for? And of course, if you answer the question of the week, you will be entered to win a free game. Last giveaway of the month. Again, thank you guys so much for four years of next to nothing. It's been an absolute ride. It's this ex experiment. This, uh, this hobby has been amazing. And I appreciate all of you who have been with me for uh, so long, and I don't understand why. <laughs> if you missed any part of the show or want to take us on the go, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. If you want to catch us live, you can normally find us on Twitch at 7 p.m. Central Time uh, every Tuesday. Um, sometimes it's weird, and we don't start right live, uh, uh, or live at the right time, and that happens sometimes, and I apologize. But... If you guys like what we do, drop a like or subscribe and ring that bell. It helps us out a ton on YouTube. Don't forget to check out the giveaway on social media. Green Elite, where can they get that? At Next Nothing PC on Twitter and then also on Facebook, Next Nothing Podcast. Check it out. I love you. Excellent. And uh, yeah, I think that's it for the week. 
Until next week, stay safe, stay healthy, keep fighting the good fights, and we'll talk to you again next week. Goodbye! I love you.